so Jesus spoke well into my spirit about three things and they seemed to me when he spoke them to be completely different and I couldn't see any like correlation between them and uh, I don't even know whether there is but I'm going to throw them at you anyway see what God does with it because <clears throat> I figure it's his it's, yeah we are his and just just let's do what he says okay I will I love, you know, there was a, a pastor that came here one day. I don't know if you know, remember him. His name was John Arnott. Remember the Arnotts? Never heard. I oh know he's just some uh, some random guy, random dude. Anyway, I was at a, uh, the raging fire on the Thursday. They were having this pastors' meeting. And I was helping my sister do some food stuff, and I sneaked into the back of the meeting. And um, God did not strike me down, so that was good. And anyway, so I was sitting there trying to look very inconspicuous. And then John Arnott was preaching, like, at the front, you know, super godly and powerful. And suddenly he just starts walking down and what stands right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, good Lord, I'm trying to hide here. And he said, uh, Jesus just says, what do you want? And then he stops and walks away. And I'm like, um, pardon? <laughs> like, what? Like, who does that? Well, I had two other pastors of some renown, none of them knew who I was, say that to me in a space of a very short time. Jesus just said, what do you want? And it took me back to, in the Bible, you know, I hadn't, oh, uh, where people would go to Jesus, right? And there'd be, you know, there's one guy, there's a leper. And he comes up to Jesus, and you would think it would be pretty clear what he wanted. And he stands in front of Jesus, and Jesus says, what do you want? And I'm like... My nose has just fallen at your feet. My arm's dangling off. And you're asking me what I want? <sighs> what do you want? What do you want? You know, and it's really strange because all these kind of preconceived religious, like, answers popped into my head of what I should say. And it's only taken about four years for Jesus to start to break that down to where I, like can come before him and say what I want. And it was really different to my first answer. But one of the things I want with all my heart, and I know that you all do too, is to be in that place like Jesus was. Because, you know, he walked this earth to show us a way of how we should work this earth. You know, he came as a man. And he would listen to what God told him, and then he would just do it. So easy, right? Right, Pastor Paul? Yeah. <laughs> he knows. He's a boss. But he would. You know, he gets to that place where he simply, that's what he did. He got before God. And the more, oh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. That was just an aside. Anyway, what I was going to say is this. Um, did you know? Has anyone seen Aladdin? I was sitting, worshipping tonight, and I saw a picture of Aladdin. Very <clears throat> godly appropriate movie for me to be talking about in church. And there is a point in the movie where he floats off on this magic carpet. Ooh, yeah, I said that word in church. And um, he puts his hand out and he says, do you trust me? Such a beautiful little picture right there. And while I was sitting there worshipping, I just saw that replayed in front of me. And I heard, the, you know, just when you hear that voice in your spirit. And it wasn't Aladdin's voice. And God said, do you trust me? Do you trust me? You're going to come out into this, this magic carpet with me? I can tell you it's a lot more magic than Aladdin's carpet. 
But there are some people here tonight where God is saying, do you trust me? And you heard this morning when Jody was saying there's going to be, there's a change, like the tide is rising, there's some changes coming. And for some people, God is calling you and there's going to be a change and you're going to look at it like a little bit, oh, I'm not sure about that. You know, and Jody was saying there are some things which have been right in the past and to this point. But then God's saying now is the time to lay them down. Do you trust me? And to turn around and go in this direction. And, you know, trust him with that. This is a change of season. It is a change of season. It's an exciting change of season. And there's going to be some things that he's going to call us to say, hey, go this way now. And we're like, what? There's going to be some things where you've never actually, it's Daniel, Daniel, you were bugging me tonight. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's what I do best, right? <laughs> no, I love you, Dan. But we're not, yeah, another thing in worship. And all I could, you were just there. And... I don't know, it's one of those things where God was saying there's things in you that we have not seen yet. And I think there's some things in you that you don't see yet, but God does. And he's going to start putting the spotlight on you um, and start digging those amazing things. Spotlight, 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 spotlight. (laughs) It may may just be to you, don't worry, Dan. Um, But there's some things in you that he wants to bring out and see you really walk in. And I don't know what that means or what that looks like. It doesn't matter. But um, just trust him with that. I'm really excited to see what that looks like, though. There's some... There's, 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 the sides of Dan we have not seen yet, guys. And it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. In, in Matthew 13, God talks about a whole lot of miracles. See, I'm jumping all over the place. Keep up, guys. Um... And he talks about a whole lot of parables, right? And in one place it says this. It says that when Jesus spoke, the people were astonished. And I love that word. They're astonished. You know how, did you ever go to church as a kid and you're so bored stiff, you used to count the stones at the back of church? I mean, we all did. Or how many flies there were on the curtains. Maybe it was just me. I apologize. I repent, Jesus. But, you know, seriously, it can be boring. Um, but when Jesus, but not in our church, right? Not in our church, guys. Just, just saying, not here. Not here. Um, but when Jesus spoke, the people were astonished. Another, another word for that is they had the wind knocked out of them. Like, ha! Ah. When Jesus speaks, he astonishes us with the truth of what he says. With the revelation that just drops in our spirit. I remember walking down the... Um, stop bank. And I like to do prayer walks down there. Not always. Do it when not many people are around. Just take my word for it. And I was walking down there one day and I was just kind of praying in tongues. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just chatting to Jesus as you do. And then suddenly uh, he dropped something into my spirit about a scripture which I'd never seen before. And I wasn't even praying into that scripture, but I had years before. I said to him, I don't understand the scripture, um, but I'd really like to know. And then suddenly as I'm like, do, 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 boom. I suddenly get this like, understanding of this piece of scripture and honestly I was like <gasps> and then when you stop because you're so like astonished and then you look okay and then you kind of back up the truck just a minute and you whoa and it just kind of knocks you sideways for a second and I kind of looked around like <clears throat> kept walking but you know God's saying tonight he's got a lot of back up the truck moments coming 
For those that really want it, there's a revelation that's going to come into your spirit. Keep going after it. Like, don't stop. Bethy was saying about when we pray and we see nothing change and we think that's nothing changing, but in the spirit it's changing. And as we keep going after him and going, God, I'm not going to settle for where I'm at. I'm going for more and I'm looking for that change. I don't know what it is and I don't care what it is, but I'm going after you and I'm not going to stop until I see it. I'm not going to stop till I see it. And he's going to stop, start dropping bits of revelation into your spirit. And you're going to be astonished. And you'll be like, what? What is that? It's God. It's what we might call a Rima moment in your life. And we want lots of those. I don't want one once a year. I don't even want it once a day. Like we constantly want those Rima moments dropped into our spirit, yeah? Oh, we live for those. We live for those. When that Logos word becomes like, whoa. And suddenly we're walking in a different direction. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, so that was, that was another thing. Tick that one off. Hallelujah. But just something to remember that God actually will start doing that tonight. As you start in your spirit just saying, God, I want that, then he, he notes that. He notes that. There are angels that take note of what you do and say and how you respond. Don't doubt it for a second. And they report back and they go, this one, this one wants to have those Revelation Raymond moments. Yeah, amen. So put your hand up in here and your spirit say, I want that God. Because he will take note and he will start doing it. So we'll pray into that a bit later. Anyway, next one is. um, Yeah, now this one's completely different again. So (coughs) buckle up, get ready for this one. This one is floating back to the Old Testament. And it kind of rides off what uh, Bethy was doing at the very end there when she was standing and saying, in the name of Jesus, and this is going to go, and we're going to smash this and do that. Well, here we go. In the Old Testament, there's this great story which you can go home and read and which I have talked about many times for those that know me. Guess what it is? Beth. My favorite person. Yes! (laughs) She knows it. Her name is Jael in the Old Testament, and she is like my favorite person in the Bible, apart from Jesus, of course. My favorite person in the Bible. I just love what I now call the Jael anointing. It is, um, does anyone know the story? Are you with me? It's quite brutal. So if you've got kids, cover their ears. But I absolutely love it. This woman, mate, she was something. Oh. And she picked up, so there was this big war going on, and there were some baddies and some goodies. And the king of the baddies are actually already on the run, so they're beginning, you know, smashed by the goodies. And then, but he, the king himself, he ran for safety, and he ran to a place which he thought was safe. And by all accounts and purposes, he should have been safe there. Um, and then there was this woman there who sees him coming and thinks, oh, not on my watch. And I love that. And I think that there's a lot of us now where God's saying, stand up and say, not on my watch. And what she did was, she was actually super sneaky. I just love this. So she takes him into this tent where really, I believe, only her and her father are allowed in. So it should have been a super safe place. Then she feeds him with milk and cookies or whatever you give people. Um, And he's feeling very safe and he goes off to sleep. And she's like, and off she goes, leaves him to sleep. And then when he's snoring, she comes back in with a tent peg, no less, and a sledgehammer. I like to see it as a sledgehammer. And she sticks that tent peg to his temple and smashes it, blood everywhere. 
But what it did was it ensured the victory for the people of God because that thing, that king was dead. Now, they already were going for victory, but that, that finalized it. And tonight what I felt in the spirit with what Bethy was saying is that he wants to finalize some stuff tonight, stuff where God's already put it on the run, but he's saying, now we're finalizing. It's like putting the last nail in the coffin. It's like, that is it. We're smashing this. This is done. Not on my watch. This is, this is it. And for some of us, it will be things in our own personal lives where he goes, I want to put that before you. Bethy was talking about disbelief and unbelief, and there were two things actually that I felt in my spirit as well. They're very little things. Like, for example, we have the amazing test, uh, the prophecies that have been spoken over New Zealand, right? Right back from the time of Smith Wigglesworth. He made some amazing. And you know, you hear them and hear them and hear them. And we go, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. But over time, as you keep hearing it, it can kind of just become a good story. And God is saying, no, no, that was my word that went forth. And it will not return to me void. But I expect my people to take that word and bring it to life and speak it and believe it and not doubt and not one drop of unbelief in their spirit. And it says in John 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there, it says that Jesus says, if you believe in your heart and do not doubt, you will have what you ask for. And he was really honing in. I feel the spirits. He's really lifting us to another level. And he's saying, I don't want a scrap of doubt in your heart. And if there is, we simply see that picture, take it, get the tent peg, and smash that thing. And in Isaiah, it talks about the word of God being a hammer that smashes the works of the enemy. And we can do that. We have the power to do that in our lives, to take something that's been annoying and harassing you or your family or our country and just go, this is it, no more, not on my watch. I will put the tent peg to that and we will smash it with the word of God and the power of his name in Jesus' name. So praise Jesus. That is what I call the jail anointing, guys. So let's take that. So remember that. We're going to do some of that tonight. Okay, one more thing, and then we're done, I promise. Okay, I'm going to read you something. When I say they're all really different, I mean they are all really different. And I'm going to read you... Ha-ha. This is from the Passion Translation. Are you ready? Okay, this is something to really open your heart for, and this is where... This is David, King David, and he was called a friend of God, and he was called a man after God's own heart. It's pretty intense, but this is, this is us. This is who we want to be. Okay, you ready? Just let it sink in and wash over you, and just grab hold of it with both hands. Embrace it, and let's walk in it. Oh, God of my life, I'm lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more, with cravings in my heart that can't be described. Such yearning grips my soul for you, my God. I am energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink in more of your glory. When I think of this, I think of Matt Lewis. Where is he here? Maddie, where are you? Matt. Hey, Matt. For some reason, I think of Maddie. And when he said to me that he decided he wanted to, Matt and Llewellyn came and talked to our young adults a few weeks ago. And they just loved on them and blessed them, and it was fantastic. And there are people that God is putting his hand on that 
maybe we don't expect or haven't seen. And yet God, and I know this has been preached in this church earlier this year, and he's going to start raising them up and using them very powerfully. Mm, it's really cool. So Matt, this is what I think of. I think of you. And he said to me that he wanted more of God, so he went and thought, well, who's, who's got a lot of God oozing out of them? So he picked on Shona, and he went and stood next to her and thought, well, I'm going to drink too. And then God just filled him up to overflowing. And then he moved on and blessed many other people. And I thought, isn't that what we do? To rub off on each other. Like, if you're full of God, well, like, good. I'm going to come and drink there. And if I'm, it says in one place how we're to walk, just, I can't remember where it is, but it's in the Passion Translation, and we just kind of drip and ooze the goodness of God. We are so filled with the Spirit of God, it kind of just, it's not even in us, but it's coming out of us everywhere we go. And it made me think of Peter when he walked and his shadow fell and people were healed by a shadow. And I'm like, yeah. So full of the Spirit of God that wherever you go, stuff just changes, you know? We know of people that walk and demons just leave in front of them because they're like, I'm not hanging around where he is. You want to be there? Yeah. Let's be there. So here we are. I'm energized. Back to David. Every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink and more of your glory, for your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. Come on. How I love you, how I praise you, God, daily. Okay, everybody loosen up their arms for a second. Can you wave your arms about? Go, Bessie, you might have to come up here and show us how it's done. Shake them about, shake them about. Come, 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 come. I can always rely on Bessie to shake her arms about. He says here, daily I will worship you passionately and with all my heart. My arms will wave to you. Thank you. Like banners of praise, I overflow with praise when I come before you. For the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. Thank you. Don't stop, ever. <laughs> ever. Oh, Sometimes. There's always one, right? Oh, thank you, Jesus. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you, for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. I lie awake at night thinking of you and reflecting on how you help me like a father. I sing through the night under your splendor shadow, offering up to you the songs of my delight and joy. With passion I pursue you. With passion I cling to you because I feel your grip on my life. Because I feel your grip on my life. There is some here tonight where you know that God has got a grip on your life. And he's drawing you back. Let him. Oh, because I feel your grip on my life, I keep my soul close to your heart. And here's a good part. You don't like this. Those who plot to destroy me shall descend into the darkness of hell. Yeah. They will be consumed by their own evil and become nothing more than dust under our feet. Ha. These liars will be silenced forever. Amen. Amen. Lying spirits that can come and torment us and can be around us, done. No more. Let's not tolerate that ever again. Let's put that tent bag to that tent and say, nah. But with the anointing of a king, with the anointing of a king, I don't know what that is, but it sounds great, so we'll take it. With the anointing of a king, I will dance, I will rejoice, along with all his devoted lovers who trust in him. Who trust in him. And I am done. Can we have 
Can we have wonderful worship team up? I'm so proud, looking at the clock. Um, <laughs> Pastor Paul's going to be so proud of me. Um, and we're going to sing something, I don't know what, but while we do so, because it doesn't matter because it's all anointed, there are three things that I want you to really just focus on. And the first one is, remember that revelation at the beginning? Grab hold of that. Let God just drop that. Just expect that. Somebody said tonight to expect, I think it was Pastor Paul, expect to see God move and to answer uh, and to move in your life. And so expect those, those re- that revelation to drop into your spirit. Look for it because God will. He will drop revelation into your spirit. Whether you've been knowing him for 100 years or still just getting to know him or thinking about getting to know him, you just ask him and he'll do that. He'll drop that revelation into your spirit. Remember that. Go for that. The second one is anything within our own lives or for our, you know, for our community, for our country, things that are stopping the complete and full move of God in that area, we're going to just grab that tent peg and smash it tonight. Any kind of disbelief, any kind of doubt, anything that is harassing or annoying you in any way, or just say, Holy Spirit, bring that up and show me. We're going to lay it before you, and then we're going to smash that thing. We're going to smash, there's an anointing, there's a jail anointing to smash that thing in Jesus' name, and let God's power come through and resurrect and bring life. Amen? Amen. And then, let's just get before God and let him just take all of who we are. And show his glory through us. Yeah? Amen. Thank you.